Welcome to the Life is a Journey podcast, where my goal is to help you to strive, thrive, and be all God has called you to be. No matter what comes, we can make it in this journey, because life is a journey. Welcome back to the Life is a Journey podcast. In this week's episode of Life is a Journey, the topic of discussion, and we're revisiting this, is relationships. And this is part two. So, once again, I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the Life is a Journey podcast. I would like to thank you for taking the time out in your day or evening to listen in and tune in to this podcast. I want to thank you for sharing. And I just want to thank you. And I pray that everything that's being said is a blessing to you. Um, once again, we this this topic of discussion has really it all came about, you know, like I said in the last episode from me really reflecting, if you will, on my relationship with my son, you know, and it kind of has. And I shouldn't say kind of y'all excuse me, but it has grown even more or became more vital and important for me to jump back into this. And and, and we it may even be a part three. Who knows? Relationships are so important. And one of the things that I'm reminded of at my church, we're currently in the 10 days of awe, which um, are is leading up to from my my knowledge, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong on the information, um, but Yom Kippur, which is a Jewish um, something that takes place with the in Jewish culture, and it is also said that this right here is a time of reflection. It's a time of repentance, you know, and and I truly have. I mean, just really been thinking on these things. And one of the things that my pastor had mentioned um, on a prayer call was about relationships. And in the midst of that, him speaking about that, he mentioned about, you know, different things that there is any distance relationship or anything that take, took has taken place within the relationship with whomever it may be to get it right, you know, and to ask for forgiveness or, or, or forgive that person, you know, and it's so crucial because in this life, we never know who we need. I'm going to say that again. We never know who we need, you know, some relationships may need to be cut off, but it's important to, to pay attention and have the, have a spirit of discernment to listen to to God to know when when a bridge as my 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 fellow brother uh Trent Shelton would say you know when a bridge needs to you know burn a bridge you know you don't want to burn a bridge and you you need that person you know so you never know in life who you need and when you'll need them and it's and relationships once again are so so important you know um, uh, once again, the most important relationship that we have is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With God, our Father, which is in heaven. 
that relationship alone is the most important relationship. If any other relationship leaves you, that relationship is the most important. Scripture says, when my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. He will take me up. Meaning he, he, my my understanding of it is he going to take care of me. And, and, and on addition, and I'm not trying to add to the word, y'all forgive me, but if other people forsake you, if it be, you know, God forbid your spouse or, uh, uh, your children or your mom or your dad or your cousins, whoever it might be that may forsake you, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you even to the ends of the earth. Everybody's not going to always be with you, but he said he will always be with you. And that's a promise. He's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Everything that he says, it comes to manifestation. It has happened and it will come to to take place in your life if you let it. And if you're if you're uh, uh, if you pay attention to it, you know, um, and, and and as I say all the time, it is what not only is it is what it is, but God his word is truth it's no um in between it's the absolute truth he written it he he said it it's that's it it's done it's a done deal so um as we dive into this this uh part two of of relationships um there are so many different things that i didn't get to cover in the last one that hopefully um we can get get through on this particular um episode and if not like i said who knows we might we might come back and revisit it on a part three but once again it's 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 very important you know relationships they go through so many different things they encounter so many different things and one of the the things that and this may or may not be in my notes but just from experience um that i've come to learn with relationships is that they they build character they impute into you certain things that you either already had there they they bring forth certain things and then they also build certain things or you know um add to you if you will you know there are certain people in my life that had i not encountered them that i wouldn't possess some of the things that i possess had i not become a dad i wouldn't know not saying that i'm an irresponsible man but having children make me um, become more accountable and more responsible. Having a wife makes me more responsible as a man. Not even so much as a husband, but as a man. Because I have someone who I have to, um, that that God has given me to love and care for and, 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 and to um, to water her. You know, I haven't done a great job with that. You know, once again, being transparent, um, I haven't. And and that's another thing that God has been dealing with me in these days, these 10 days of awe. 
you know, to to really step my step. And it's not my game, but step up in those areas that he reveals to me in. You know, I always say this and I believe this and you can disagree or agree with it. But there is always room for improvement in your life, no matter what area it is. You have improvement. You have the ability to improve relationships. It's not saying that you sit up here and just try to nitpick uh, uh, or point out um, what needs to be fixed. But when there is a problem or there is an issue, work on it, fix it, make it better. You know, if nothing is wrong, leave it be. Continue to let it flow. You know, uh, uh, um, for example, you know, you look at. If you look at the relationship between a coach and, and a player, right? The coach is the one who runs the team. The player is just, he's doing what the coach tells him to do. But over time, once that player gets to know the coach, the coach gets to know the player, they develop a, a certain bond. And when that bond is built, there also comes where that trust is built. And when that trust is built, they are able to, to you know, uh, um, say, for example, I was watching, um, and I don't know why I recently started back watching, but just using this for example, you know, All-American, you know, you can do something just like that and lose somebody's trust off of one decision made that player's trust or that coach's trust can be lost. And over time, it takes time to build that trust back up. That's one, another key to relationships is trust. Trust is so crucial, you know, um, and, 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 and with that being said, you know, Trust is something that is very vital in his life. You know, um, we can put our, and my pastor was talking about this, um, this Sunday in our morning service, you know, about our trust. And I'm reminded of it quite often. God, God reminds me, you know, we can put our trust in so many different things. But the most important person to put our trust in is is in him. I can put my trust in my wife. I can put my trust in my children. I can put my trust in my job. I can put my trust in, in the very car that I'm sitting in to get me from point A to point B or that me sitting here in this seat that it, it won't buckle or that the very floorboard of this vehicle won't just crumble. I can put my trust in that. But will it always come through like he does? Nah. Anything that that's dealing with man is bound to to fail you at some point, but he will never fail you. That's one relationship that he's going to come through every time. Every time he will never fail. He never He's never lost a fight, never lost a battle. He's always right there. And um, 
so as we as we dive off into this um one of the things right here that i have in my notes that um is a relationship killer if you will or can bring forth a hindrance in a relationship is too many secrets they can spell trouble it says says it's okay to keep a couple of things to yourself but if you have too many secrets your relationship will suffer sometimes even the most innocent white lie can damage the bond you've struggled so hard to make with that with the person sitting right next to you a relationship built on lies reduces confidence levels to a minimum thus ruining the trust of you a trust you once shared if you feel stuck in your marriage or are unable to express yourself or you secretly feel unhappy or sexually disconnected and can't seem to change it on your own, consider going to couples therapy. Keeping secrets from your spouse and, and not being able to communicate with them has a lot to do with underlying issues you may not be aware. Remember, even the smallest of secrets close, closes off a part of a spouse's heart. Simply knowing that you're being dishonest creates distance. So on another note, I want to add to that. Um, as we we discussed last last week and last the last episode that um, it's not just, you know, with your spouse, you know. Um, it could be a sibling relationship, you know, uh, most siblings <laughs> now granted and y'all y'all know you know we have our own different codes or different things when it comes to us as siblings um you know cousins or brothers you know um <laughs> there is a certain code but certain secrets can truly Y'all forgive me. This is truly I, I'm I'm keeping this in my podcast, but I'm I'm currently outside my residence and I'm recording this podcast. And a situation just happened, and from the sound of it, it sounds like the gentleman who sped off. There was two vehicles involved. Um. And he mentioned something out of his, he yelled it, and I just heard it. He said, if you want to pick your kid over me, fine. Those were his specific words just now. And this this right here is very transparent. I don't know how more much more transparent I can get. Um, But when it comes to relationships, you know, I, I just, I, lo- I know we was talking about secrets. But being that this just took taking place, you know, it's important that we don't put anybody or anything 
in a place that they shouldn't be in. We should not put anyone first and foremost above God. It's we are to love our children. We are to love our spouse. We are to love our parents. We are to love everyone. But don't ever put them above God. And don't ever be in a place where you have to, you feel like you have to choose. You know, I don't know who this is for. And this this may even be this situation that I just witnessed. You know, but don't be in a relationship with somebody where uh, uh, you, they make you choose either them or your children, you know, because if you ain't married to me, even if you are married to me, you shouldn't put me in that position to where I have to choose my children over you. That's another thing. And this came to me earlier. Relationships are about compromise, not just marriage relationships, but even friendships, uh, uh, relationships with your siblings, you know, there may have been many times and I can't recall uh, a lot of them, but where there was a compromise of of what, you know, far as maybe what was what we was going to eat or what we was going to see or what we was going to watch on TV where you compromise, you know, or and, and compromise is more of a, like, let's say, for example, my sister may have wanted to watch um what's <laughs> it was a show it was a a uh, soap op show i don't know how you say it but daytime show called passions and it came on i want to say nbc and it came on every day at a certain time but me being a boy like man i don't want to watch Passions. i don't want to watch no none of that i want to watch you know cartoons or uh uh you know something you know sports or something like that so the compromise in that would be, okay, you watch your show, da-da-da, and then I watch my show or whatever for, you know. So um, once again, you know, back to the secret um, situation. That don't, I would even, I would even, and I, 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 I this needs to be said as well, that um, when it comes to, when it comes to secrets, we can we can think we're keeping a secret from God, but he knows all he sees all. And at the end of the day, you know. Um, we we tend to keep secrets from him, but he is someone who we can go to and tell all of our problems, tell all of our issues. And he's the one that can solve them. If nobody else can solve them. He sure can. That's who we put our trust and our hope in. We may keep secrets from others and we shouldn't. You know, some things need to be delicately delicately dealt with, you know, when it comes to um, telling your spouse or telling your um, brother or sister, your mom or your dad certain things. You know, they need to be dealt with in, in such a manner. Here's another one. Jealousy is a tough disease. Jealousy is like a phobia. Once you've got it, once you've got it, it's extremely difficult to make it go away. The fear of betrayal can lead to other issues 
such as distrust and insecurity. This can be a real threat and can be solved by admitting what the problem is. Openly communicating your feelings, acknowledging that you need to overcome your own issues and trusting your spouse and relationship are some solutions. Otherwise, your marriage or, and I'm putting this in there, uh, or other relationships is predisposed to failure. Don't let jealousy become a marriage or relationship eating disease. Talk about your concerns and don't let your spouse or friends or brother or sister or mom or dad, uncle, aunt, whoever it may be, assume you're hiding something. If you want your relationships to last, you have to learn to trust yourself first. Be confident that what you can offer to the other person can cannot be offered by anyone else. This will give you the shrimp to fight off those pesky, jealous thoughts that keep wandering through your mind. Yeah, jealousy can 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 really, you know, interfere in, in any relationship because, you know, it's it's all about um, I don't know if this is the correct word, but no, that's not. It's all about knowing who you are and whose you are. Knowing whose you are and who you are. When you have the the knowledge and the I the um um you know that you're a child of God, you know what you're capable of, you know what you bring into the relationship. Don't second doubt yourself. Or second guess yourself, you know, be uh, 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 assertive, be sure in yourself of what you bring to that relationship. Like I said, that, you know, that nobody else can do this but you, you know, it's there's And that's also something else my pastor touched on yesterday in his sermon, um, excuse me, on Sunday was that. Um. Because at the time this will be loaded, it'd be Tuesday. But um, about being confident. You know, there's a difference between being confident and being cocky, prideful. You know, cocky and prideful kind of, you know, running the same uh, category. Because to be confident, you, you have a certain uh, mannerism about yourself when it comes to certain things. To be cocky or to be overconfident is, you know, uh, also as well, or prideful is to not know when to humble yourself or you think you just got it all. And as the script, as the Bible says, to, you think more highly of yourself than you ought to. You know, somebody who's prideful or cocky would think, well, I don't, can't nobody tell me nothing. I, I know it all. Yep, I do. I know everything. No, you don't. We none of us know everything. None of us. Cert, cert, some of us excel in certain areas in our lives. You know, it might be in finances. It might be some people are really good with math. And for myself, like math was never uh, really had was a strong suit for me. But other things I was able to do well in, such as English, science, social studies, you know, even when I took French, there were certain things I just latched onto and had the ability to learn and to be able to help other classmates. But I wasn't cocky and I wasn't prideful. 
you know, I was confident in it and knowing what I was capable of doing. And so once again, you know, and my confidence isn't in self, my confidence and my hope is in the Lord. One of the things as I go throughout this life that I'm reminded is to stay humble. No matter what, what you go through in this life, to stay humble. You can be confident and humble in the same. You can be meek and not weak. People think because you're, you're, you may sometimes be timid about certain things or, or soft-spoken, that you soft or you you know you they can walk all over you those are the people that you know you ought not take lightly seriously and and, and another thing that when it comes to relationships you got to know who you're dealing with with each relationship you know my relationship with my dad is not the same relationship as my older sister and my dad you know every one of our me and my siblings me and my sisters and my brother our relationship are not the same with my dad every one of our relationships are different same way with our relationship with God I can't expect my relationship with God to look like Bishop T.D. Jakes or or um, any of the well-known people in the gospel you know, of preachers or what have you. I can't expect my relationship to look like theirs or to even be on that level. My relationship with God is my relationship with God. Each and every one of our relationships are personal, both with God and with those whom are in our lives. Every relationship is personal. Every relationship. That's why it's so important that we develop that personal relationship with him and allow him to work through us and in us and out of us the things that he needs to be in our lives and not be in our lives or in us as his people. Because at the end of the day, the one thing I desire and that will I seek after is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that I make it to heaven. And not only that I make it to heaven that but on my way uh, of 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 going that way and living the the best life that I can for God is that I'm able to help others. One thing I don't want to hear is depart from you worker of iniquity for I knew you not. I don't want to hear God say that. I want to be able to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in order to do that, there are things that I have to do in this life on a day to day basis to be able to receive that reward. That reward is above every other award or reward that you receive in life. That's above money. That's above relationships. That's above everything. Because ultimately, we get to spend eternity with him when we make him Lord of our lives. When we allow him to come in and use us and, 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 and strengthen us and to be a part of our lives. That's why God created us to have relationship with him. 
The Bible tells us in Genesis that in the beginning, in the beginning, the, the earth was with it was a void. There was a big void. None of these things that are here in the earth were here. But God spoke. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And we know, you know, that as the days went on, he began to put more and more things into the earth. And then he said, let us create man in our image and in our likeness. Because he wanted relationship. God is not. He's a perfect gentleman. He will not press himself upon you. He will not make you do something that you don't want to do. But when you make that decision. To let him come in and be Lord. He will. He will come in and change things around in your life like nobody else can. God will come in and shift things. He makes all things better. It don't make it don't mean that it's not going to you're not going to have storms. You're not going to have tests or trials. But with him, you can be assured that you will get through it because on 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 the side I, I don't know why i'm going here but on the other side of the storm there is always a peace i don't know about you but even in even in the midst of a storm like when it's raining at night a thunderstorm i'm sleeping like a baby you can i can only imagine how jesus would sleep when he was when he was on the ship with the disciples and they came down there and woke him up because they, you know, they got startled or scared. And, you know, the, the storm, the waves and everything was kind of getting out of hand. Jesus came up he like, really, y'all woke me up? I guarantee he was asleep. They said, matter of fact, the word said that he was fast, fast asleep. Came up, said a few words. Peace be still. And as 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 many preachers have said, the waves laid down like a baby in a mother's arms. You hear me? Relationship, y'all. Relationship. It's it's a powerful, it's a beautiful thing. And and we have the ability to build relationships or we have the ability to you know, uh, um, tear them down if we aren't careful. That's why it's important to to look at ourselves and, and examine ourselves. And, and I'm 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 witness to this, and I'm speaking to myself right now. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this: I gotta work on Kawan. I gotta work on Kawan because I I desire to be everything that God called me to be in every one's life that he put me in in my wife's life in my children's life in my dad my mom my sisters my brother my cousins my uncles my aunts uh, uh my neighbors my my friends my co-workers my my whoever business partners who knows what god has in store for me and for you down the road 
but we need relationships. Relationships are a beautiful thing. They really are, you know. And um, it's it's true. It's so true. You know, I I still yet had a few things. Well, I do want to do this. Um, and we might come back to this. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see how how things go for next week. But as we wrap this up, I just want to point out five of the greatest friendships of the Bible. Um, I really don't have time to dive into um, what we can learn from them, you know, from this. But here are here. Here they are. The first one is David and Jonathan. The second one is y'all bear with me. Please, Moses and Aaron, Elijah and Elisha, Naomi and Ruth, Christ and mankind. So, I, I, many of you know some of these relationships that I just um, mentioned, and some of you may not, but many of these relationships took place um let's i'll just use two i'm gonna I'm try to ah, discuss really really briefly as we close out two of the relationships one was moses and aaron moses and aaron were brothers right you we all know the story about moses and how he um you know his mother knew that pharaoh had set out a a law or that you know, all of the firstborn be killed. And so, you know, I'm trying to think of her name. It's right there at the tip of my tongue, but I don't want to butcher it or, or not give you the correct name. But his mother, you know, brought him down to the river and she made sure that he um, was taken care of. And we, like I said, we all know the story. So, but with Moses and Aaron, that relationship Moses if many of us and I didn't know this um for a while early into you know I became an adult but I didn't know that Moses had a stuttering problem and you know Moses kind of to a way you know kind of you try to use that as excuse but God was like nah I got you covered <laughs> I'm gonna use your brother Aaron to to speak for you you know and so um that was just one of the things from that particular relationship. And um, matter of fact, let me give you a little background on that. The partnership of Moses and Aaron is one of the greatest examples of two friends working together to do something great. God created marriage to show the world an example of his character, to display his love in the form of the bond between two human beings. Friendships do the same. God sometimes blesses us with friends who complement us perfectly, who help us achieve more than we ever could alone. Sometimes we receive that friend and sometimes we are called to be that friend. And if we listen to that call, becoming the best friend that we can be, we, we become a great blessing to someone. 
Moses was a great leader who, for whatever reason, feared to speak publicly. When he quailed at the thought of speaking to Pharaoh, God appointed Moses' brother Aaron as his speaker and supporter. Aaron gladly did this speaking for Moses and supporting him in, in all the ways he needed. He was needed. So, as you see here, you know, um, <laughs> we need friends. And, and as I said, you know, um, friends, they, they, you know, we, we become that friend to someone and, and imputing them in their lives certain things that they, they couldn't receive from somebody else. <clears throat> as we close, Christ and Mankind. This friendship here is awesome, y'all. Says finally there is the ultimate example of friend of friendship. Not just of friendship, but of relationship. That between man and Christ, Jesus in John 15 and 13 says that greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Christ is the purest example of a friend we can find in the Bible laying down his life. His extraordinarily valuable life for the friends whom he loved. For the friends, excuse me, although he had the power to call those around him his servants, he called them friend instead. Christ also exemplified another much needed attribute of a friend. He wasn't afraid of giving lovingly constructive criticism. His simply phrase, go and sin no more, was not an insult. It was not hateful or violent or shaming. It was a simple admonishment and an encouragement to live differently. Christ was not afraid of pointing out the best way to live. He didn't do this in a divisive way. However, he simply made his point and then lived out what he taught. From this, we can learn what it what is often the most difficult part of being a friend, giving criticism that is in our friend's best interests. And like I said, we can we can really go more into it. And that that right there is so true, because as a friend, I want you to give me constructive criticism. I, I need it, you know, in a relationship, in a marriage. I we need it, you know, but we have to be willing to receive it. And and um that that's what Christ came to do. He came to give us life. <laughs> you know, he said I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. So as we close this week's episode of Life is a Journey, I admonish you, I encourage you that if you don't know the Lord that you Take the time and examine your life and give your life to Christ. Time is of the essence. And I know y'all probably like, did he just, did he just, it's true. Time is of the essence. Time is drawing nigh. That song by, I can't remember the artist's name, but time is of the essence. And I don't know if I use that out of context. Y'all forgive me if I did, but we don't have too much time. We don't know how much time we have. But in the midst of the time that you do have, let's make sure we make the Lord, Lord of our lives. This has been 
another episode of Life is a Journey. And until next time, be blessed. At the end of the day, I want to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to be all God has for you to be. And remember, until next time, to always live, love, learn, and grow.